Welcome to Prima's 2022 podcast series. My name is Shonda Ragland. I am the Director of Education at Prima. On this Prima podcast, Carl Miller will discuss artificial intelligence and modern claims handling. Carl is the Assistant Vice President Sales and Compliance at the American Computer Estimating Inc. We will also be joined by Prima's Education Coordinator, Taekwon Gilbert. Taekwon will moderate the discussion. Enjoy the podcast. Thank you for joining us today, Carl. Taekwon, I want to thank you and Prima for inviting me to be a part of your podcast series. I'm excited to talk about artificial intelligence in the claims environment. We work out of an industry that has traditionally been very staid and static when it came to adopting new technologies and new ways at looking at risk. And particularly with the pandemic over the last few years, it seems like the industry model has shifted to Instead of moving at a crawl pace, we seem to be moving almost at a 50-yard dash in our race to bring technology into the insurance field. I'm looking forward to talking about a few of the topics associated with that. You know, it's crazy when we think about it. You know, With the Philadelphia Contributorship established here in Philadelphia in 1752, I'm curious what Ben Franklin would think when he looked at the modern claims environment. I'd like to think that he'd be quite amused and quite appreciative of the advances that the industry has taken. I believe he definitely has something to say. So that said, let's hop right into the first question. What does artificial intelligence look like in a claims environment? When we talk about AI, what we're really talking about is technology that enables computer systems to accomplish tasks that typically required human input in the past. And particularly in the insurance industry, there's three models of artificial intelligence. There's artificial intelligence that is predictive and And under that category, you can look at some underwriting tools that help assess risk. And we can look at items like, you know, medical documentation that can be stored up that can provide insight on costs and length of treatments and enables us to help predict outcomes in a workers' comp setting, how much money to set aside and, you know, and what the course of treatment is liable to be like in any given injury based on history of treatment of those industries. Then we've got AI that is proactive, and that's items like cameras on school buses and and municipal vehicles and and police cars. Uh, We have smart driving tools that, that have become particularly popular in the insurance industry because they enable us to track driver history and and know about the risk of putting any certain driver behind the wheel in any given vehicle. We have items like ticklers and and other means that help us to set reserves and to track expenses in in the handling of a file, whereas previously those were individual line items that a claims representative would have to enter. Now, with with electronic means, we're able to track those expenses and and receive notices when we're looking at policy limits or, or expense caps that we need to be made aware of. And And then finally, there's AI that is problem solving. And that includes items like photo estimating, which has seen a huge increase in its amount of usage in the last few years. You know, we can, we can now write estimates from supplied photographs of vehicles and, and, and we have technology like drones that we can fly over a building to get measurements and, you know, and material costs and translate those into the cost of insuring and repairing 
property damage. We have items like chat boxes that enable a claimant to pretty much at any time access a computer and engage in an AI-generated conversation with his insurer using keywords and the like. And, and we have items like EFT and other electronic forms of payment you know, that, that allow a claimant and insured to receive money much quicker than in previous models where we would be relying on checks being issued through the mail that would take a number of days to reach the injured party. Those type of payments enable a claimant to be restored to pre-accident losses much more quickly than the old model. So when we look at artificial intelligence in the environment, it's a series of tools that in many ways help prevent and in many ways help close claims much more quickly, benefiting all the parties involved. How do AI tools help provide a better claims experience for insureds, claimants, and for claims professionals? Well, when we look at insureds and claimants, with many of the tools that we have in the AI environment, they give the claimant a hands-on experience in the management of their claims. One of the most frequent complaints that you hear about in the claims industry is, I don't hear back from my representative, or I'm waiting for a response to something. You know, when an individual has a piece of the management of their own claim, they can address issues on their own timetable, you know, in, again, going back to that photo estimating model, you know, rather than waiting for, for, you know, three or four days to schedule an appointment at a repair shop and then having to take a day off to go get an estimate for repair, an individual can, by use of an app, take photographs of their damage and submit it to their claims professional in 15 minutes on their own timetable. And then, you know, payment for that claim can be digitized. So claims can now be resolved in a matter of hours rather than the matter of weeks. That, that used to be the model inside the industry. That speed and the handling of claims is driving customer satisfaction. It also helps promote, you know, the claim professional's ability to resolve a matter that much more quickly, get that file off their desk. So that they have the time to devote to the files that need a whole lot more love and attention. Also, for the claims professional, you know, many of the tools can help lower the cost of insurance. We were talking about the toggles that that are real popular that you know can measure how much you're driving and at what speeds and and can adjust costs accordingly. You know, we have tools that provide a more accurate means for underwriting any type of risk, and we will continue to grow that as we accumulate historic and defined data points you know, that help us rate risk in a much more accurate way. You know, the old school means of, of assessing what a potential risk could be can now be replaced with, with computer-generated models that help identify all associated costs of any given risk. You know, our claim spend is being reduced by having many of the more time-consuming processes a lot of data entry can be done by way of voice technology or by way of submission of paperwork that can be scanned and placed into a claim system. Data preservation has gotten to be so much easier with cloud management and electronic payments, as we mentioned, you know, just allow for the more prompt resolution of claims from both the individual's and the claims professional's perspective. One of the big things for claims professionals are the many fraud detection and prevention tools that have been enabled by use of AI. 
According to the FBI, fraud costs the insurance industry more than $40 billion a year, and artificial intelligence is helping claims professionals detect a lot of abnormalities in the claims process and also help identify false information in the filing of claims. So it helps a claims professional make that decision, you know, should this be investigated by an SIU unit or or someone else that, that is proficient in the investigation of fraud when it comes to claims, hopefully reduce that huge payout in fraud on an annual basis and helping to manage cost of claims much better. What are the challenges in adapting AI tools in a risk management or claims handling environment? There's a number of challenges, Taekwon. First and foremost is finding the tools that are best suited to any individual need. And, you know, as I said, the, the marketplace has simply exploded in the last few years with AI-based products. And the speed with which new technology is being introduced can be dizzying at times. So, so identifying a tool is often you know, a, a, a product of finding the best fit at the best time for the best need. And, and remembering, you know, particularly in the municipal and public risk setting, a lot of times we need to bid out for AI resources, you know, as part of a contracting program. And in often cases, by the time we complete that bidding process, you know, new technology has come along that has replaced what it was that we were looking at a year ago when we initiated the bid process. So finding and keeping an eye on the tools in the marketplace is key. Education. Uh, one of our biggest problems today is the skills gap in technology. You know, technology tools require a very educated labor force. And we need to look at how are we going to upskill or reskill our current workforce in order to be able to deploy tools that will be beneficial. You need to look at the you know training and support offered by any tech partner. Always great to get their references and find out from people currently deploying some form of technology what their experience has been with support, especially support on the back end by a tech supplier is essential to the effective use of tech tools. You know, you have to look at matching technology to current business practices. And one of the nice things about looking at tech solutions, it gives us a chance to take a fresh look at the way we do things. You know, sometimes we need to overcome that, well, this is the way we've always done it mentality. And when we look at artificial intelligence tools, a lot of times it forces us outside of our comfort zone and gives us an opportunity to look at things that might make the job more efficient. Another thing you have to consider is matching technology to current hardware and software utilities. Because sometimes you can have a fantastic tool, but it doesn't help if it's not compatible with internal systems. You know, a, a company that I know had made a purchase of cameras for, for some municipal vehicles and had installed them and all, only to find out that the place that was going to be monitoring from those cameras was still WiMAX equipped while the cameras were Wi-Fi. WiMAX was an old technology that still is utilized in some places. It's been mostly replaced universally by Wi-Fi, but they still were on technology from the 80s and 90s. And so they weren't compatible with you know a, a major purchase that they had made to help them in their own AI deployment. One final thing, you have to make sure that all appropriate parties in the municipal setting, and, and that can be purchasing and contracting, and that can be claims management, and that can be your tech 
team. We need to make sure that they're all a process whenever reviewing a potential product. As going back to that idea that you want the tool that best fits your current environment. And that involves talking to a number of people and making sure particularly that the people that will be using it, the claims professionals, know what the tools are and know how they can best be adapted to their work environment. Does using AI promote the possibility of fraud or increased risk? And if so, what measures can be taken to combat this? There's risk associated with any new program management. You know, what we need to do when looking at risk is also looking at what are the available means to mitigate for all of the risk. So, you know, we look at, you know, probably the number one thing to consider is the potential for fraud when using AI since we're taking it out of a human environment. And while AI is helpful to the industry, at the same time, it also provides the bad guys with more sophisticated ways to commit fraud. You know, going to the photo estimating model again, you know, we're now writing estimates on, you know, for vehicular property damage, residential and commercial property damage, you know, from photos instead of sending someone out to physically inspect. Photo estimating has just seen massive, massive growth primarily driven by the COVID environment as well as the, you know, the lack of in, you know, the desire to stay away from in-person contacts over the last couple of years. Between 2018 and 2020, one of the industry experts says that over 3 million estimates were written by way of photos. And that number is just going to incrementally increase over the next few years as more and more intelligent tools are being introduced to the marketplace you know, to help with writing estimates. You know, but at the same time, there's also tools to combat fraud in that photo environment, which has the potential to be exploited. You know, there's, there's photo recognition technology, which helps determine if a photograph is real, if it has in any way been digitally altered, or if perhaps it's been submitted as part of another claim. Another big example of fraud, and, and this has just occurred in the last few weeks, perhaps you're familiar with the NFL medical expense case, where a number of former NFL players were submitting the same bills from the same doctors for reimbursement through the NFL's medical program. And, and tech tools can help prevent those type of submissions. You know, they pick up on similarities in claims and cases and trigger fraud warnings. And, and that's in part how that NFL case was brought to the attention of officials. You know, I believe that was just this past December, early January, when all that was made public. And tools can help prevent those type of fraud situations from occurring. You know, another big thing to consider, you know, when when, when we talk about, you know, AI tools is the malware problem. And whenever you work in a virtual environment, there's always the possibility of introducing outside dangers to an internal system, viruses and malware. If you might recall, I know Prima is down by D.C. Back in 2019, almost the entire city of Baltimore's government services were taken offline due to a malware attack. It prevented management of the city's insurance claims. It prevented property transfers. It prevented all kinds of normal business operations from occurring. And this wasn't a problem that was unknown. In fact, the city's IT director had been asking for tools to help fight problems just like this. There's been an explosion of these malware-type situations, and there's tools to help fight cyber attacks. 
And there's also insurances that can help you in the event of a cyber attack. You know, Baltimore is just one example. There's been other cities. There's been major insurance companies. There's been major partners to insurers and to a number of Prima members who have been hit by malware attacks that, that have had a cataclysmic event on the handling of day-to-day events. So you know, when we talk about you know, fraud, there's a number of steps that businesses and pools can take to help prevent or mitigate the possibility of fraud. And they include items like educating your workforce about you know, not clicking on outside links, having triggers to notify when something comes from outside and an internal network, you know, deploying fraud prevention tools. And, and you always want to make sure in the risk environment that you're up to date on all cyber coverages. Doesn't AI also pose a threat to staff jobs? And how do we find the sweet spot between utilizing skilled employees and deploying tech tools in the management of claims? So any discussion about AI tools, you know, always conjures up these images of a workforce of droids replacing human beings. You know, it's a scary thought for some people, especially for a generation like mine that was raised on movies like 2001, A Space Odyssey. But, you know, in looking at that question, I'd really prefer to flip it and look at a different threat to the risk management industry. You know, there's been recent studies by both the Pew Foundation and Deutsche Bank that show, you know, approximately 10,000 people retire in the United States every single day. And that number has been growing as a result of COVID. You know, the Pew study noted in particular that 25% of the individuals that are retiring are from the insurance and financial services industry. And just think of the loss that means to the insurance industry. You know, you consider the skill set, the knowledge, and the practical experience that people who have spent their lives in insurance claims work, you know, have brought to the table. You know, the Pew study also mentions that only 4% of millennials are interested in a career in the insurance industry. So when you talk about that vast difference in staffing availability for claims, you realize that we need to find means to both make up for the loss of staff as well as entice younger people into the industry. Technology advances are are a huge means of attracting a younger workforce. We have a generation raised on these tools that want to be able to deploy the, you know, the state of the art technology as part of their job, you know, and these tools can also provide a means of support for existing staff, you know, you know, use of some AI tools allows for a lot of the more routine aspects of an insurance job to be performed by tech, you know, such as setting reserves on a file or tracking bill payments or monitoring potential policy limits. You know, and additionally, some AI tools make the claims professional's job easier. You know, I, I think back to days when we would sit with like a hundred page deposition looking for certain keywords that came up in the course of that deposition. You know, and now you have technology tools like our, our friend, you know, F7 search where we can identify particular words in, in the course you know, of a lengthy document that, that, that we are searching for rather than spending two, three hours at a time reading an entire document, we can trigger the exact words that we're trying to identify. You know, there's tools that, you know, can help us identify doctors who have had success treating injuries in, in a workers' comp setting 
We want to return our workers to the workforce as quickly as possible. And when we have are able to identify doctors through our workers' comp records that have had success treating, say, carpal tunnel injuries or any kind of repetitive stress injury or, or really any kind of injury, we're able to refer to professionals that, that we can confidently predict will be the best person to get this person back to the workforce. AI tools also make training new professionals easier. I remember the day when I relied on looking over at a coworker, you know, to ask for advice on the handling of a certain matter or just just getting input on on a complicated question. And in in a virtual environment, we don't have that privilege anymore. But but we have tools like Zoom that we're able to reach out to colleagues and maintain that environment of coworkers assisting each other. We also have like the most high-tech training tools available for, for individuals, and they become key when trying to train a new workforce in the industry. So, you know, when we talk about that sweet spot, what we want to do is look at our staff and recognize their strengths primarily. And then we want to look at AI tools that support those strengths and make for the best possible modern workforce. We have reached the end of our podcast. Thanks to our speaker and all of our listeners. Please visit the Prima website to hear other Prima podcasts, view Prima webinars, read Prima blogs, and learn about other Prima educational resources. Be sure to check us out on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and our very own Prima Talk. Have an amazing day.